Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Here we go. Oh, tonight we got them. Goldie, the Sulk, and JC. And it starts right now. So we're back with another episode of a typical disgusting display, a podcast for writers by writers who hate writing. Uh, guys, funny episode last week, Goldie. That should <laughs> yes. be a TED Talk. Your, your talk on toast should be a TED Talk. Someone give me money to do something so I can just yeah. stop doing everything. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that would be, that would, that's the goal. Yeah. Give, us, give me give us, money for something so I can stop, stop doing everything. Yes. That's a good, that's like a t-shirt that. right there. Yes. That's my well, talk. That's, <laughs> that's your talk. <laughs> your TED word talk. Please stand by. Don't uh, pay attention to that. I hit the wrong button. Oh, Technical God, I almost had the first joke of the day, and then a, uh, yeah. a joke go abortion. Ahead. <laughs> go ahead. There it is. First joke of the day. First joke of the day. Uh, uh, it's in a plastic bag behind the clinic, that joke. I will I, I will forever fight for your right to have a joke abortion. I feel like that is your joke, your choice. Oh, my God. Uh, I want to be very clear about that. You can rub that joke in a cream under your eyes, and you'll be 10 years younger. Ooh. Oh, but they God won't let you do it. Gross. <laughs> gross. <laughs> uh, speaking of gross, uh, we, we talked a couple of weeks ago about uh, the Golden Bachelor, Gary. Oh, Gary, yes. the Golden Bachelor, <laughs> who's the, one of the nicest men or perhaps an American psycho. Yes. Well, there's, there's another uh, Bachelor franchise that has been... A going concern for the last, I don't know, 10 years. Yes. So I mean, I've something... seen it come on after The Bachelor, and then I'm like, that way lies madness. Like, I can't do <laughs> yes. both of these. <laughs> I know. I then know. I'm I... just, I'm like that, I'm in that world irrevocably. Yeah. Right. Yep, and you will be, and I, I am. Uh, Tall and I are in that world irre- irrevocably. So and, you're watching uh, both? Yes. Uh, so the other franchise is called Bachelor in Paradise. So what what the basic idea is here is you get a lot of the the rejects from the Bachelor franchise. <laughs> they send them down to a resort in Mexico, and it's like you know twelve men, twelve women. So it's not like one and oh. twenty. It's it's equal numbers, 
And every week there's a rose ceremony. One week the men have the roses and the next week the women have the roses. So it's all about like coupling up and it's a very fun show to watch. But uh, just yeah, again, as someone who's like new to this, the rose thing is, has anyone ever rejected the rose? Yes. Oh, they like they say, will you take this rose? And they say no. Okay, because I yes. I haven't seen that yet. So I'm kind of sitting there going like, this seems like filler. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I and I get that. And and it's rare. It's rare that a rose okay. is rejected, but it has happened. Okay. Um, and so there's always that. that has anyone right. ever tried to kick the bachelor out of the house and said, I'm staying, you leave? <laughs> no. Ooh, never been tried. I'm, I'm going Hot to twist. court and like you can't evict me. They've never <laughs> done that. No, it hasn't, hasn't happened yet, but I look forward to a day when, when that God, will get happen. me in there and I will shake things up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, you would. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're watching Bachelor in Paradise and there's a woman, um, you know, who's one of the contestants down there um, trying to find love in Mexico. <laughs> and it was revealed in this last episode, I think you're going to like this, Goldie, <laughs> that they had been down there for, for 10 days already. Uh-huh. And she has not taken a shit. Oh, what? how is this revealed? <laughs> well, it was re- it was revealed because she was never at any of like all the events where they're mixing. So it and wasn't stuff. revealed like you see her squatting on a bowl, <laughs> like, and then the camera shows an empty, clear water, and then you hear a quite. dramatic sting. That wasn't no, how it was revealed. No, okay. that's the that's the way we would have filmed it. But this right. is still network television, so I think five even... minutes of someone on a toilet, <laughs> like right. Here's what they draining. Here's, here's the ne- the network Efforts. television version of that. Okay. is there would be some event going on where people are finding love, mixing, mingling, and then they would simply go to a static shot of the closed bathroom door. Yeah. <laughs> and no. so they're, they're establishing... And, do you hear, and what do you hear? <laughs> no. Off-screen voice going, yeah! <laughs> yeah, come on! Come on! You got this! <laughs> uh, that would have been great, again... Network okay. television. They're not yeah. doing Okay, that. so I'll let you. Sorry. No, I could no, just, no, no. I could hold us up here all day. Because I want you like, to. Where, this, it's, it's, like a, it's like a magic trick or it's, it's a physics problem. Like, where is the food going? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, she and, must be sick. And, and if you see this woman, she's yeah. like, she looks like a fitness instructor. And, yeah. you know, she's got the halter top and the and the spandex shorts and she does not look like she is holding 10 days of shit in her stomach like she <laughs> looked thing. totally like slim fit <laughs> right. but yeah. she looked very uncomfortable and yeah. she clearly she has gotten to the point where she's announcing to the television world <laughs> i have not shit for 10 days <laughs> it's great. it's a problem and That's they bring a long it time it's yeah. long That's and i was i was starting to think of like well what's the longest i've ever gone and i think it's four and that was terrifying and yeah. awful and you <laughs> yeah. feel like so awful when 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 that's happening so i can't imagine more than doubling that yeah. anyway they have a doctor come in you know they're in they're in mexico but they have this like sort of young american doctor who is like trying to be way too funny and he was kind of like i've delivered my share of poo babies in my time oh, like, he kept oh, calling them poo babies he, <laughs> he said that term about six times okay and then you know they're asking him to describe the poo baby like give a hand gesture as to how oh, like, big they are 
and they're huge, obviously. Right. Well, so they don't all come out in one like soccer ball. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, they come, they get like blasted to bits, and then they come out. I, I think it's, it's, I think it's more like a Jared Fogel foot long, not uh, not okay. like oh. a soccer ball. Oh god! But so anyway, there the doctor consults with this woman, and they're basically like, "Okay, you've got one more night, and then we're gonna have to like take you out of here." How is that determination made? I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Is what do they have it? like a stud finder they're holding to her stomach and <laughs> <laughs> like they're able to ascertain the size or something like that? Oh, I, I hate anything medical that you <laughs> that is presented as science that you know they're just guessing. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's yeah. bullshit. Um, you have 18 hours. Yeah. Why? Why? There's no di- there's no difference. No difference. Right. Okay. So I think I think they wanted to give her an opportunity to have this glorious like moment on Ooh. camera of like oh. I did it. Oh. But oh I shit. Right. But that <laughs> yeah. didn't happen. Yeah. That or or you know, you go maybe we'll scare her into it. Right. Didn't work. Yeah. Wow. Didn't work. She had to be airlifted. No, back so to good. America. Was, I, was I don't know why. Kind of like bobbing up and down and almost crashing from the weight of the shit. I don't know what's wrong. She can't hold this much. But so you need I, to be on this side, and your shit needs to be on the other side. That's yeah. what's happening. Hey, that's where we're we're listing left. So they. I don't know why they couldn't just give her an enema, like in a yeah. in the local. Mexican hospital, but for some reason, she had to be airlifted back to the United States. She's off the show she's, she's, because bye she bye. could not take a shit. Wait. Was there an update? Like that yeah, she gone. <laughs> well, it was funny. I, I, I'm hoping maybe ne- on next week's episode that they'll have like a full update because, you know, Tal and I were very invested in this story. So Tal was researching online, like <laughs> found this woman's Instagram, oh like God. was trying to look. And clearly she has shit because she would be dead right? right. Ha- had she not. So it's happened, but she didn't, s- there was nothing said about it on her social media. So we were guessing that they're going to be holding that story until the show airs, like, and then they can do like a proper update. Because you oh, could I do see. a version yeah. of the show next year where she's the bachelor. Lorette, yes. and the way to stay on the show is to not shit the longest. Uh, <laughs> I love this. Yeah. God, we need you. We need you to put your producer's cap on. Yeah, yes. yeah. And, and then you know when someone shits, it's like <laughs> you're off. So you have this banquet where no one has shit, and they're presented with their favorite foods. And do you choose her, or do you choose your food? Or you know, it's. Oh. I think there's I a way to that. And then you also, you then slip them the local water by accident. Ooh, oh. Sabotage. Yes. 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 Anyway, oh. I, yeah. I, yeah, now I want to watch this a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, and by the way, all all available on Hulu. On yeah. Hulu, our, our, and again, our company. how are we supposed to compete with this as writers? Yeah. We can't. We no. can't. No, yeah. well, I mean, uh, we could yeah, so an episode. Right? I had a, I didn't have a, I did have a similar experience. It didn't last that long, but when my wife and I went to Jamaica for her brother's wedding, yep. this must have been, I don't know, fourteen years ago at this point. I would say I went five days, and you know, it's brutal. I'm eating yeah. very good yeah. food in Jamaica. Is very good, very fresh, all the seafood. It rains every day from like two to four, so the water is all fresh. They have a Guinness plant there. The Guinness was fresh. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm drinking fresh Guinness. 
I'm having like a lot of the local rum. I'm yeah. eating a lot of local food, and and it was like five days, and you know, uh, my wife and I were not married yet. I don't yeah. think right. So there's that thing of like if you're just dating, you're kind of asking yourself, do I really want to involve this person in my disgusting <laughs> intestinal drama? Five days, you have to. Yeah, that's like a health Yeah, concern. and we're also at the time uh, staying in a castle, so the whole thing right. seemed not <laughs> worthy of the accommodation. it's sort of like, it's time for limbo. And like, <laughs> yeah. I haven't shit yeah. in five So days. what ended up happening was we took this trip out to this thing called YS Falls, and the whole thing was that uh, there's this rope swing oh. that you're going to swing out, and you're about... 15 feet in the air and you let go and you jump next to this waterfall and of course like you know we undergo this training and they say when we yell let go like you have to let Let go or it goes wrong we've all seen the horrible videos and and i'm not good at uh jumping from a height of greater than four feet it's no not my wheelhouse yeah (laughs) so anyway i i do the jump and the instant afterwards i had so much adrenaline i'm like now, yeah, right now, <laughs> in the water go. is the time. No, I don't. No, I don't go in the water, but I run to you know whatever primitive, yes. sort of horrible Hot. bathroom is there, and just <laughs> you know unleash six days worth of <laughs> oh, of food, and then I was just like the rest of the vacation. I was like just giddy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. It is such life changing. Totally yeah. life changing. It was almost better than. Shitting every day. <laughs> right. <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> Not shitting. You feel so clean oh, afterwards. That is so, and I know that, it, it, like, listen, I'm sure you can, if you close your eyes, you can picture that bathroom where you. <laughs> I know exactly it. what I was wearing <laughs> to my wedding day. Like, I was wearing a gray Adidas bathing suit with yellow stripes down the side. <laughs> No shirt, I remember, because, you know, we were doing this thing in the falls. I could tell you exactly where I was, who was there. Yep. Yeah, it's it's burnt in my mind more than, you know. That's so great. I mean, I just, I I, I mean, I I didn't have the, the constipation element of it, but I just recently traveled back from Boston to L.A. And there was that, I had to get up early to get into Boston to get the flight, so my whole shit window was kind of thrown off so i wasn't able to do it at home and so i get to the airport and now i've I've traveled so many times from boston to la that i now know the quiet bathrooms in the jet terminal like there's one there's one if just a little traveler's tip for those of you in boston if you find and goldie you'll love this if you find the children's play place (laughs) behind the play place there is a bathroom that nobody sees or goes to so thanks thanks you've just told every child molester their next (laughs) game plan Great you job. can't. They can't hear you it's from out there. Proof. It's perf- yeah, it's perfect. It's it's tucked away. <laughs> TSA oh can't hear you. Um, yeah, but I had I had a great uh, a, a miniature version of that experience where I got to the airport. I was like, now's the time. And yeah, and, I mean every it, every flight is filled with dread for me because it's never yes. once gone smoothly. I just no, get so I, nervous. You, you got to get it out at the airport. It's much better than the plane itself because oh, yeah. that's that's a well. I've I've before they started sending planes back for diarrhea, I've I've almost <laughs> caused one of those on a, on a Boston to Dallas flight. Uh, I've almost been that guy. <sighs> The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. 
It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash But, you know, <laughs> speaking of diarrhea, I can yeah, do yeah. this. <laughs> Let's go to Johnny Jokes. Yeah. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> From Hollywood. Here's Johnny. Woo! Oh, all right. Awesome. Uh, we got a few today. I don't know the order, and I've got, I, I'm, I'm announcing now I've got a prop. I don't know how that's going to go. Wow. I have I a prop. And it's not From even a prop to prop. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Maylox. <laughs> Maylox. <laughs> oh, plop to prop. I love it. Okay. Well, uh, there was extensive fire damage after Molotov cocktails were thrown at a synagogue in Berlin. Uh, in a statement, the mayor of Berlin sighed and said, Guys, we've been over this. <laughs> Berlin. That's in Germany. Not a promising <laughs> setup. And, uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Barely eked out a C minus. Oh, uh, the tush push fails. <laughs> That's, by the way, the the my my recommendation for the Patriots the rest of the season every yeah. play tush push. Well, every you know, I I don't know if I've said this on the podcast, but sumo line some sumo. NFL team needs to do this. It's sumo line, tush push. Five <laughs> sumo wrestlers come in. First down, tush push. Second down, first, tush first, push. Third yeah. down, tush push. Fourth down, you're going for it. Tush push. You get it. Um, all right. Back to the terrible jokes. Uh, the Aust- uh, Speaking of tushes, the Australian prime minister Hello. has gone on record saying he didn't shit his pants at a McDonald's <laughs> in 1997. <laughs> Uh, the suspicious part is no one asked. <laughs> <laughs> what the the story is? What's the story? That that is the story. Like, like why he, was he denied? Like someone was. I, I guess. Of it? Yeah, I guess there was a story that had come up that the Australian prime minister had shit his pants in McDonald's in 1997. Of course he did. Yeah, of course. Of yeah. course. If you have to go on record saying you didn't do that right. specific thing, yes. you absolutely did it. Okay, what an episode now, we've had so far already. <laughs> oh, a lot of shit today. By the way, we're getting back to our roots. We used yes. to be a lot more shit-based. Our I'm, I'm, I'm proud <laughs> of us today. Yes, me too. Uh, okay, here, here's a Jay Leno. Oh! I got, a, I got a Jay Leno here. Now, maybe you saw this story. This is unbelievable. Astronomers have detected an 8-billion-year-old radio signal that has just reached the Earth. Uh, even more surprising, it was a duet with Willie Nelson and Cher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, I, I could I only. Have, I have a similar. You'll see. That's good. I, I could only do that as Leno. That was yeah. the only way I could yeah. get away with that. 
Okay, here comes a joke with a prop. All I don't right. know how this is going to go. Okay. Well, maybe you saw this story. <laughs> Hang on a sec. You can edit this out. Okay. This might not work just the way I want here. How big is this prop? Uh, hold on. Hold on. Just a little more waiting. Fucker. You fucker. You absolutely... Is it a live fucker. animal? Okay. It's like a squirrel. You they said he was trained. <laughs> this is so not worth it. Okay. All right. Oh, and yes, it is. My screen disappeared. Here we go. All right. Well, uh, primordial helium that has been trapped in the Earth's core for billions of years is starting to leak out. Uh, when reached for comment, an on-site scientist called the discovery... A once-in-a-lifetime experience. <laughs> Truly amazing. <laughs> not worth it at all. First of all, you're you're not centered in your camera, so we we couldn't see your mouth. I, but I didn't want you to see it. I wanted just to hear oh. it. This is a radio uh, show. That's very dangerous, what you just did also. <laughs> as the, su as the son of a doctor, that's incredibly dangerous. <laughs> what, sucking helium? Yes. Oh, oh, I didn't know this. You're supposed to breathe. Oxygen. Oh, true. Right, you we'll just breathed helium, dummy. And it, was, and it wasn't worth it. You could die. It. it wasn't worth it. Ready? Okay. So here we go. Here we Is go. this worth it? <laughs> <laughs> Window. Oh, my God. I liked it. Visual. I'm just, you know, I, we can't encourage that behavior. Oh okay. God, All right. We're moving so on. It's very I know, dangerous. I flew right back. That was good. That was That's good. asset, baby. Yes, Hashtag it is, asset. baby. Even the balloon was distancing itself from the joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. All right, back to the regular. Hey, it was more his idea. I just. And, and by the way, I'm out of here. It wasn't. It wasn't even great helium. It didn't like totally fuck right. up my voice. I had to. Blame I had to zhuzh it. I had to zhuzh it up. <laughs> I love it. It was the wrong helium. <laughs> it sucked. The yeah, helium was terrible. better. I think it would have worked. That's <laughs> uh, California has notoriously Such low a quality stand -up helium mentality. No, uh, the, I mean the, the crowd. Helium. The helium was weird. <laughs> the helium was off tonight. I think the crowd sensed it. A lot of tourists in the crowd from Europe. All right. Well, okay. Here we go. This is not going to be much better. <laughs> no, wait. I'm you're, not. You're I'm gonna not be... done. Oh, I'm not done. Oh, wow. I, I I wrote way too many this week, and Large since crop. none of them have been good so far, I'm I'm going to keep going. <laughs> okay. All right. After four decades of research, Stanford scientist Robert Sapolsky has determined that free will does not exist. Uh, other scientists are claiming Sapolsky's data is tainted by the fact that he's married. <laughs> Free will. That's very exist. good. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Producers of the original film have announced that there will be a sequel to the 90s hit Twister. Many in oh. Hollywood are wary after last time when producer Harvey Weinstein oh. got a blowjob casting wind. Oh, God. Casting wind. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> a blowjob. Yeah, yeah. Got a blowjob from wind. I, from wind. Yeah. Casting. I, I wanted to get casting. The thought is, it's, a, it's a good joke. It's a good joke. <laughs> and finally. Wow. So I can end on a, a negative. <laughs> Elon Musk has offered Wikipedia $1 billion if they officially change their name to Dickopedia. This is true. Uh. No word yet of streaming on Dicky Leaks. <laughs> Take it away, Johnny. Too, please. Take get what your, away? Get, get your get your balloon ready. Right. Well, <clears throat> here we go. Yes. Uh, Travis Kelsey has bought a new six million dollar home, 
supposedly to impress girlfriend Taylor Swift. Uh, it has an infinity pool, three-hole golf course, and an underground bunker where he can live forever in case they break up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I didn't change. Backlash. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> deep fake porn videos are skyrocketing. And ordinary citizens are horrified to find their images in sexual videos. Uh, industry professionals are rushing to stop it just after it gets to their high school girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <clears throat> okay. Uh, according to a new poll, almost 40% of Americans don't believe in democracy. Why did they vote in the poll? <laughs> <laughs> Got them. That's a, that's a yes. I think I'll do this one as a Leno because it, you'll see it's it's very similar to what you did. Okay, cool. Love it. So, uh, <clears throat> do you mean that, that, that's interesting, Kevin? Do you mean by this? Kevin? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just it's one of these weird stories. <laughs> drought, drought, lack of water, drought, <laughs> drought has exposed ancient faces carved into a river rock. Yeah, yeah. It's the first known picture of the Rolling Stones. <laughs> that works better. That's the rock great. and the stones. That's yeah. good. Uh, and, and finally, uh, Meryl Streep is now separated from her husband of 45 years. Yeah. Uh, Streep called the split devastating, while critics say it's powerful, must-see, and an Oscar-worthy tour de force. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, nice work. Nice work. But but Meryl Streep is, this is not a headline. Meryl Streep is so, such a good actress. It's crazy when you watch her. Her husband thought he was in a good marriage. I know. He could have easily. Yeah. Easily. I would say, uh, like, uh, uh, you know, as well as her many great movies, if you watched uh, Big Little Lies, that mm-hmm. HBO show with Reese Witherspoon yes. and Nicole Kidman, which I, I enjoyed. In season two, she comes into the cast as somebody's mother. Yeah. And she was so, uh, like, it, because, listen, Reese Witherspoon has won an Oscar. Yes. Nicole Kidman has won an Oscar. Laura Dern. Meryl Streep blew them away. Like, <laughs> in, in every scene that they were in together, Meryl Streep was, like, just head and shoulders better than everyone <laughs> totally. else. I, I, I always think her. about the movie Doubt with her, which... Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, on paper, that's just so boring. Like, you go, you're going to watch this kind of nun, yeah. this nun around for two hours. And then, and then at the end, spoiler alert, go like, oh, I don't know. Like, yeah. there's, there's nothing there. And right. she was, am- and by the end, I'm like weeping. Yeah. yeah. Was amazing. that with uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman as well? I don't remember. It was so long okay. ago. Probably. Yeah, again, again, you don't he's remember. Don't remember. Yeah, you don't remember who's in a movie with her because she's so right. good. All right. So this week, uh, we ha- oh before I, before I forget, Goldie. W- next week we have uh, uh, Kevin Hench is talking yes. to us. We're very excited yes. about this. Goldie, give us a little background on uh, Henchy. Yeah. So Kevin Hench is what we in the business call a showrunner. He's yeah. not a staff writer. He yes. runs shows. Yes. He ran what I think can accurately be called the last successful sitcom. Last Man Standing with Tim Allen, which right. did was the last thing to get really good ratings. It went off 
ABC, Fox instantly picked it up more seasons. Wow. And he kept this show going for, I think it was 168 episodes. Wow. He's sold, Whoa. I think, currently shows to CBS, I think NBC. He's a former journalist. He's really smart about everything from sports to politics to show business. Yeah. So this is going to be a great talk with Kim. Awesome. Okay. Looking yeah. forward. Can't wait for that next week. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And this week we had uh, decided, uh, you know, sometimes on, on the, the podcast, and we, we've done this in the past, we'll, we'll take an episode of television that we feel is noteworthy in some way, watch it, and talk about it. So today we are going to be talking about the pilot of Faulty Towers. Now, Faulty Towers um, is, you know, highly regarded in the sitcom community as like one of the great sitcoms of all time. It was created in the early 70s. It starred uh, John Cleese from Monty Python and uh, Prunella Scales plays his wife. Connie Booth is in there. And and it, I, it's one of my favorite shows. And I was surprised to hear, Goldie, that you had never watched it you'd never really gotten into it so i first of all i would love to hear initial reactions from both of you um stipulating that i love it um right and i, I just want to hear what what both of you felt after you watched it i i watched it twice um yeah. i i loved it i thought it was really funny um i the second time I watched it, I liked John Cleese's character less. And I think you're supposed to not like yes. him, but you kind of do like him. You know, um, I was more amused by it the very first time I watched it. The second time I kind of got in more into understanding what was happening right. um, and catching more details. Um, like, I guess a the, the couple things stood out, but I'll probably bring them up when you guys talk about that. So, um, okay. but overall, I, I really enjoyed it both times watching it and we'll probably continue watching the rest of them. Oh, that's great. Glad to hear that. Yeah. Goldie, what, what do you think? So this is one of the gaps in my knowledge where it's something that I know people love and talk about. And I somehow never saw it. I've never seen also black adder, which everyone Same. talks about all the time, the it crowd. So I've, I've missed out on these things, but coming to it fresh, um, it's just okay with me, dog. Like, it, <laughs> I, I felt, I, and I think what it suffered from with me is it's it's like when you watch sports highlights in black and white and you go, I don't know, maybe that was great then. It's so hard to contextualize it. Now, when you see non-HD video and it's in <laughs> kind of a square aspect ratio, yeah. it just seems so old. It felt so old to me that I couldn't really 
accurately gauge on it as as anything other than a historic document of what a sitcom was. And so I felt, you know, compared to what I'm accustomed to from working on Family Guy and seeing modern comedy, it felt kind of slow. Oh. You know, I was ahead of the story. Yes, um, we'll talk about that. I The British thing always dings things about 20% for me because I just as I get older, I can't understand what's happening. And, but again, it just felt like, um, you know, when you see Joe DiMaggio or Bill Russell and the clips are moving fast, then slow like that, you know, cause it was only on YouTube. It's like, the thing is tracking, like a, it's on a VCR. <laughs> <that> <laughs> I, it, a I, I felt, I felt like I had watched, uh, an above mediocre play. Oh, okay. wow. Okay. Wow. Top rope from the top rope early. It's got to be honest. Is it yeah, supposed, ahead, Is it one of those pilots or shows that influenced a bunch of other shows in terms of yeah, well, the way yeah. it presented comedy, or was it part of a scene that had this type of comedy? No, well, it, it, the the comedy was not the comedy style was not new. It's very much like almost like when people talk about a French farce. Yes, you know, they're, they're, well, my wife like, who has a theater degree from Yale. Nice. Said Commedia dell'arte, which is something that I've pretended to know what it is. Oh, yeah. my entire <laughs> life. I don't know what that I, is. I know what it is, but I want you to explain. Well, it. it's some Italian thing. And then she was saying, like, you know, Harlequino. And I'm like, yeah. Because <laughs> I wanted to go to bed and didn't want to continue the discussion because it was already oh my 10. God. So I was like, oh my God. So Harlequino so and everything. Harlequino. But I don't know what any of these so things funny. are. Um, <laughs> but, you know, she also pointed out that. You know, from the jump, when you see the uh, exterior shot of the hotel, that that style of building at that time to that audience probably meant a super specific thing that it was like, oh, it's this take on this type of hotel that's a level above a youth yeah, hostel. And the, and the S is, you know, hanging, yep. which yep. now is a horrible, horror, hoary cliche. Uh, for which was done on my show. Sadly, United We Fall, and the fucking fall was dangling and oh, guilty yeah. as charged. Well, that's uh, trouble ahead, is what yeah. that says. Um, yeah. But that it's 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 sort of hard for us to regard that type of thing as fresh, or even have a relation to like, oh, it's this take on that style of hotel, which. I mean, I can get from context, but I don't. I'm not going like they finally got him. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it's funny that you bring up uh, the sign gag, the opening sign gag with the S hanging off, because yes, I think that was kind of the first time, or oh. at least it was a very early indication of like, as as we were saying, like, like the, things are not going to go well. You right. know, you you knew right away. Like that things were going to be a little off. And I will say that if you, th there are only 12 episodes in the entire series. There, It's two seasons, Whoa. six episodes. And does it each. get like, uh, you know, because you could, I could make this claim about any pilot, like the British office. I didn't get the pilot. The wire, like I didn't like the pilot right, that much. Right. I mean, That's a good point. is it yeah. one of these things where if I watch the rest, I'll be converted? I, I don't know, honestly, because I feel like it really establishes. Uh, in the first episode quite well what they're going to do for the rest of the series. It's like a man and his wife run a hotel, they hate each other, and he hates all the guests. Right. Yeah. And so like that's I like what that you, when you yeah. explain that to me. Yeah, that's what you get for the whole series. And that's why Goldie, honestly, I thought going in that you were gonna like this more than you did because he, I love the comedy of thinly veiled anger. 
Yes. And like, and he is so angry. And he's so the on whole the verge. Oh, yeah, he's on the verge of snapping it, all the I, time. I love that. Like just the whole runner of his wife bugging him to put up that painting and his physical <laughs> comedy of like, you know, like, fine, right. Like he does that a lot. Right. He says it's a lot. It's really hard for a tall, skinny guy to pull that off believably he, though. He does it to, for me. Like that's another thing. His physical comedy and this is something you know. I enjoy you, the physical bits for if, sure. If you if you watch Monty Python over the years, you understand that John Cleese is like this great mixture of like the high comedy of like incredibly smart stuff because the, you know they're Cambridge men, they know a lot about a lot, and and the low comedy of slipping on banana peels. Right. So like <laughs> he mixes that so effectively, and and to me this is like the whole show is like a tour de force in the mixture of that. But to get back to the sign, it's something if you keep watching the show, they cool. change the sign yes. every week. Okay. And so and and one that stands out to me, I don't remember which episode it's in, like the letters of Faulty Towers are all mixed up. So it says flowery twats. <laughs> oh, wait, that's so, amazing. Like, that's awesome to me. So the, the little falling S just kind of reminds me flashing forward of like, <laughs> this is going to be very funny. Um, and also, listen, it's a it's an old comedy trope dating back to before television of the husband and wife conflict. And certainly in a show like The Honeymooners, which is, you know, one of the, you know, the all time great shows and 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 set the template for so much to come. That was what they did. It was like that husband and wife didn't like each other. So I think on this show, like they they find a way to effectively mine the gold of like these two people hating each other and you it's get a little it. thinly veiled though i mean it's british right so it's right. not you know because mm-hmm. if i were doing an adaptation of this and they I have done say, that by the way oh okay. yeah it didn't do well, i haven't right? heard of it so i can't imagine no it was it was, it was a remake or reboot it was a remake with john larroquette for what nbc for, for or something abc or nbc it I, funny, I mean i would try to get like paul giamatti yeah. You know, or some someone who has more of that me energy, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> acting or a good actor. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and that you know you just make it that all their money was tied up in this hotel, so they can't leave. Like you need that knowledge out there, right? Right, and that they're uh, just sort of like teeing, and they've lost any patina of civility toward each other, right? Well, except right. for when guests are around, and I felt like they were kind of maintaining the civility of it. Like I like there were moments I liked that when he was trying to hide himself having breakfast. Yes. Cuz yes. he didn't want her to know even though it wouldn't have mattered. You know, like I I ha- you have those moments in marriage where you go I just don't want to leave myself open to taking shit for this even though I probably wouldn't and totally. it's normal to eat breakfast. I was yeah. thinking the but same thing. He felt he had to hide that I he was going to eat breakfast. <laughs> I thought that was a really good small moment. And there were there was a detail in that and this is something that I love about John Cleese, I love about English comedy and I particularly love about this show is that they they do mix the high and the low. So there's that moment you were just referring to where uh, he feels like, okay, I finally have like five minutes to myself. So I'm going to have my toast and tea 
Yeah, which, is which also... was the same toast as was in the Beatles documentary, I noticed. Right, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like British prop toast. <laughs> yes, it, totally. Okay. And, but but somehow it does seem like a very satisfying moment to have, yeah. even though even we're, we're American and we want bacon and eggs and waffles and pancakes. <laughs> right. But watching a British guy just have tea and toast, you like want him to have this little victory <laughs> right, in yes. his day. Um, but there was a funny moment within that where he 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 feels like he has these three minutes to eat the toast and drink his tea. And he goes into his little office and he turns on music. Okay. He presses mm-hmm. play and he's listening to classical music just to like relax and have a moment. And a moment later, of course, his wife walks in and she's been bugging him to do these couple of things, hang like, the picture, yeah. uh, do the menu, menu for lunch. Yeah. And and she said to him, uh, which I thought was a great line, she was like, you'd be done with all of it now if you weren't in there listening to that racket. <laughs> yeah. And he and he says, he says, racket? He says, that's Brahms. And then he says, that's Brahms' third racket, which I just thought was a, <laughs> great, was a, a, a great yes. line because it's yes. like it forces the audience to be smarter. Right. Like it oh. forces you to like kind of understand what he's saying there. Like you think, oh, it's Brahms' third symphony or third movement, but he's <laughs> saying it's third racket. Like I thought that was a very clever joke. Yeah. Also, I mean, I, I, j- yeah. I, can we go back to the beginning for a second? Because sure. this was one of the things that, and this is a, a, you know, not a problem with every pilot, but it's it's one of the hardest things with writing that I felt like. I wasn't quite sure where the first laugh was, which made me very nervous that it wouldn't be funny. It's like when he was hanging the picture, was that supposed to be the laugh? And then there was that Uno Dos Trace thing with Manuel. And as I told you before this Zoom, I felt they went to the Manuel too often. (laughs) (laughs) But I I get why they did, because I think back then that was, you know, a fountain of comedy. Yes. Yes. Linguistic misunderstandings with a foreign person, which now we've seen a lot. Right. So that I, I, you know, what I liked about that Brahms thing and that whole sequence of the breakfast. And I almost were I editing this thing would have put it at the top to establish this was it was like. Okay, here's where the laughs are. Is this guy's listening to stuff that is like the most refined music? His wife calls it a racket. He calls it yeah. the third racket. Like, yeah, that's a perfect right. comedic structure. Yes, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think they could have moved a couple things around. To me, a good uh, a good lesson for for writers in in watching this or or trying to take something away from this, especially in today's climate. And this was again, this show was 50 years ago, so they were kind of a ahead of this. The husband and wife don't like each other. And there's a lot of tension there, which is already, I I find funny. But what they do well is they're always at odds. And Basil, John Cleese, is always ultimately wrong. Like he's he's never like the, the things that he believes are wrong. You know, the reasons when he gets upset seem wrong. And the wife comes off as, yes, a little bit shrewish, but also she comes off as completely correct most of the time. Like she's, everything she's asking him to do, everything she's telling him, everything she's advising him is right. And he's always wrong, which I think adds to his frustration. Yeah, uh, like I think, and were I a network executive, which I, you know, it's... To, to go, I'm going to give notes on this great pilot that worked by a genius John Cleese, and I'm a garbage, but still. <laughs> right. Like, I would say that, you know, the fundamental conflict is he wants a higher level clientele in the hotel. He wants more status. Yeah. But 
I I guess you kind of don't get why he's so into status, right? Like, right. And I think the Brahms thing hints at it that he views himself as an educated man of refinement that his wife doesn't get. Maybe she doesn't have the education. It just if I knew if the, if that was made, I feel like ten to fifteen percent more clear. Right, and they were getting jokes. Then I think the whole thing, and again, I think maybe that's my Americanism, exactly. Mm. That I just need these things like more clear cut. So I'm, I'm like, what's the game? Like, what am I watching for? And then I'm like, okay, I'm watching for him trying to elevate into an upper level status that doesn't want him, and her being a totally happy person with where they are and more common sense. Um, yes. And actually right. having more smarts than he does like ultimately. Business sense, right? Uh, but I didn't. I, I kind of like it. Took me a little bit to figure that. And and that that's out. and status I, that, is such a big thing, particularly of that time in England, that it never. It isn't really as much here. Like right. we're not like as much cl- as like classism. there's an there walks an earl. You know. Well, that's the thing, and that that's what I think we we miss out on as as kind of Americans of a different generation. Is we we don't fully understand this obsession with class structure yes. that mm-hmm. that completely uh, exists still in England. Well, we have but, antipathy, you know, like we're, right that that I guess John Cleese does at the end, where he's like, "You bastard, you," but yeah, but mm-hmm. it's like we're like that rich idiot, that asshole, that That's you know, job, yeah, yeah. Whereas they they seem to. You know, or it's like, oh, we'll get these suckers to come in if you're running something. But they, he seemed to legitimately, you know, want to befriend this. Uh, yes, lord yes, and, they're they're very reverential to the upper class yeah. there, and and it's a certain type of person that is like obsessively reverential to yeah, like the a suck the, up, like yes. the the unironic suck up. Yes. yes, and that's that was another thing that I I loved, and and this is getting a, a couple minutes ahead, but like his switch up from. <laughs> Total annoyance to instant obsequiousness yeah. when he's – first of all, I thought it was a very funny conversation he's having on the phone with yeah. that builder the, where the he's brick wall. saying, you know, when I asked you to build me a wall, I was kind of hoping instead of a pile of bricks, you would actually form them together with cement <laughs> and the, the And was more- that some commentary on the Irish? Yes, yeah. Wow. Yes. Well, I I think it was a it was a very I'm I'm glad you noticed that it was a very subtle dig on like the Irish are the the true working class wow. of of this area and they're and also they're kind of like fuck ups like they're 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 the working class and they're not working very well for for me so I I'm glad you but noticed sorry, that. Sorry, continue because I I interrupted. no 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 there was no, a there was important. a great switch up in that moment where he's like kind of berating this Irish worker on the phone, and this and he's not paying attention to this man who's checking in, and then when he understands that you know oh I only have one name it's I go by Lord Melbury, <laughs> and then he you see Cleese instantly stop in his tracks with the phone to his ear and he just says into the phone. Go away. And he hangs up <laughs> and then he becomes Mr. Obsequious, which I thought was a very funny switch up. And of course, he's that way for for most of the rest of the uh, the episode. Um, yeah, I really and- enjoyed the his reaction along the same lines to Lord Melbury ordering a sherry and yeah, just shaking his head in admiration. <laughs> like w- w- it, it was sort of, it was sort of who else but Quagmire, but yes. uh, sincerely, yes. you know? uh, yeah, he was like, what else? What uh, he's like, ah, the refinement, um, <laughs> yeah. but the dry it, sherry, you know, it's funny. It, it reminded me a little bit of, uh, 
you know, a, a while ago we had, we were lucky enough to have Steve Levitan on here. Uh, great, great showrunner, creator of Modern Family, you know, incredibly successful. And, and how he, you instantly ignored me and JC and sucked up to him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go that, away. That was, that was part of it. Go away. <laughs> Go away, you two. Uh, and it worked for me. Steve and I are buddies now. Um, but uh, so Steve, if you recall, was talking to us about how he sits down to write pilots and shows. And he had this theory called Two Points in a Line, where he would talk about two characters and you don't want there to be a straight line between them. You want there to be like, you know, the the kind of a friction and the line is, is off. And I think this show does that very well because it's like you could say like, oh, you have a husband and wife and they run a hotel. Well, but now let's add to that line that the husband and wife hate each other. Okay, right. you have all these guests who come to check in all the time. Well, add to that that John Cleese, Basil, hates them too. So, yes. it, it, And then when you had the Lord come in, you have a different kind of line. Like his line is going one way and then instantly changes into a different sort of obsequious, subservient uh, line when he realizes yes. who he is. So I thought... Of, of Steve in that moment and that he would approve of like, you know, right. the, these points and lines that are going between these characters. Um, we talked about the Brahms uh, third racket, which I thought was a great line. <laughs> we talked about Lord Melbury uh, arriving and we talked about earlier, my favorite kind of comedy is thinly veiled anger. And we're just getting a lot of that. Yes. Um, it, another thing that runs throughout this series and you get it, in the first episode is that Basil in almost every episode is keeping something secret from his wife. And, and you, you touched on it earlier, Goldie with the breakfast, but then late as we get later in the episode, there's the whole thing where Lord Melbury is asking Basil to cash him a check uh, for 200 pounds. And, and he had a very funny reaction to that because you could see that he's clearly sweating that and that's a (laughs) shit ton of money for him, but he has to, Well, he started at 100 and then he, and then Basil talked it up. But (laughs) you know, again, like if, if this was new, it's, it's really hard to go back. This goes back to the old sports highlights where you say, Hey, if this is the first time I'm seeing that bit, then I'm probably like dying laughing. But then, Ultimately, with seeing it now, the way he talked himself up, it it felt like a sketch to me or something like it just didn't feel like a didn't feel like actual acting. It felt like sketch acting. Which, well, and also, which, uh, as you know, point, I look down on. I know. Yeah, <laughs> no, we'll talk about SNL next. Um, but so we uh, and I'm glad you mentioned that, though, because this was something that I noticed. And uh, JC, I think you mentioned this earlier as well, that you are especially now as a modern uh, television viewer, audience member, you are way ahead of where mm-hmm. this is going. Like yeah. you, you, you start to suspect pretty much from the moment of the check that this guy, this Lord Melbury is a fraud. Yeah. Um, but to me, and I was, I was trying to reconcile that because in generally in, in when you write comedy or, or anything, you don't want the audience to be way ahead of where you're going. But I felt like having us as an audience be ahead of where Basil is actually works for this comedy. Because then you're watching him flail and be obsequious and you already understand that it's all for nothing. 
You, and well, so, maybe that's why his anger works is because you, as an audience member, you're ahead of him knowing that he's an idiot. Yes. And so when he's angry, you're not you're not like believing the anger. You're just more like you kind of discredit his anger because you think he's an idiot or you know he's it, an idiot. He, right. The anger becomes strictly for comedy right. as opposed to like, oh, this is like really an angry guy. Yeah, I, um, I agree with that. And I thought I was a little surprised, actually, that then it wasn't revealed that the man who ordered three drinks and never got them, the gin with water, yeah. lime squash. Gin and orange. Please. Yeah. I thought that was somehow going to be, and you know I'm, you know, the Earl of Windsor. So, you know, I, <laughs> right. I thought that was going to be the big Reveal. twist at the end, which they didn't Well, do, it's interesting that you th you thought that because they do do that in several mm -hmm. episodes going forward where there's a, a famous episode they have called The Hotel Inspector where they mm. hear that there's this hotel inspector in yeah. town. And so, of course, Basil thinks it's one person and he's kissing this guy's ass endlessly. Right. Yeah. And he's ignoring this other person the whole time. And, of course, you realize by the end that he's got it's it It's funny because every time you watch a movie about a restaurant, which has recently, it feels like, an, or a show in a restaurant, the there, there's always it's like the critic is coming yeah. and then yes. of course it's like they don't know which person is the critic is and it's so, just so yeah i hate that so also, much also that would never happen i hate when you're watching anything about a restaurant then they go and you know there's a critic and it's like there's no food critic in the world that's more important than someone who gives you one star on yelp one star on well, yelp yeah. Will be more damaging than the good or bad of the L.A. Times or the New York Times. It's at like at this point, yeah, yeah, that's true. Like maybe in the um, '90s, not so much, but yeah, no. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and that 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 is a good point. And so, you know, I'm thinking, Goldie, I I don't know if you would like the rest of this series. You might not. I I, I feel like the the pilot. You know, we were talking earlier about sometimes pilots come out and it's like like The Sopranos or something where they're 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 finding it. You know, and yeah. they eventually get it by, say, season two or later in season one. This show, for me, is what it is the whole way. Like, they never, they don't find something that, that takes it to another level at any point. It's just this. It's wow, just husband and wife angry with each other, uh, misunderstandings with the guests, and physical comedy. Well, so, someone told me early on that, like, the difference between good comedy and good drama is good comedy gives you the same thing every week in a different way. Oh, wow. And good drama gives you a different thing every week in a different way. Oh, wow. That, you know, so like that's Say that again. Do, Say that again. Say that. Good comedy gives you the same thing every week in a different way. You're yes. you're watching to see the same character dynamics, the same type of story. There's an expectation going in. Sheldon is going to bazinga Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, right. You know, the friends are going to have some dating adventure. Or something. And, and, and the interesting part is what's the new twist on it? Right. Right. Good drama gives you a different thing every week in a different way as, as you go. I didn't see that coming and I didn't yeah. even see it. If it was going to come, I never saw it coming in that way. Right. right. Yeah. And so you, you don't know what you're watching comedy to see something you know is going to happen. Right. And you're watching drama to see what you don't know is going to happen. So it's it's if I make the buy like I love that type of comedy, then I don't mind that it's the same. But as I said earlier in this episode, I don't know how this is supposed to compete with someone 
down on a Mexican resort who hasn't shit for 10 days in terms of interest. <laughs> a fair point. A fair point. Well, I will say that... Is that, is that know, woman in the bikini going to take a shit? Is That's hilarious. pretty watchable. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. that's, that's both good dra- drama. That's drama and, <laughs> and comedy. comedy right yeah. there, yeah. mixed. Uh, yeah. Um, well, yeah, again, I'm not sure if you would love this series then going forward, because to me, the third acts of all Faulty Towers feel very similar. It's like there's been a hilarious misunderstanding for the first two acts. The husband and wife are at odds. And in act three, everything, the truth is revealed of the situation. And it turns into, as I said before, the French farce of people running in and out of doors, physical comedy, people slapping people on the heads, people, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Which I like. I do like Yes. It gets it gets wacky in the third acts of, of almost all of the shows, um, uh, and I find it you know very gratifying to watch. Yes, JC, go ahead. So I'm wondering, thinking of Larry David and yes. Curb Your Enthusiasm, right? So is there a correlation minus the slapstick between you walk into a situation with Faulty Towers, you know, you kind of foresee what's going to happen. And then you look at Curb and you see Larry David walks into a coffee shop and he's annoyed about something and you know exactly what's going to happen, but you're already, you're not annoyed that you see what's going to happen. You can't, it's more like you can't wait to see what's going to happen. Well, that, that goes to what Goldie was just saying about, about your expectations of comedy. And I think it's a great comparison because Basil Fawlty is so easily annoyed as is Larry David yes. by by every situation. Now I would say listen uh, to what to what Goldie was saying earlier, you know, with with uh Faulty Towers seeming like we're watching uh, highlights of Johnny Unitas and you're like I guess I guess maybe he was good. Whereas uh Curb is is still happening. You know, yeah. it's it's a it's modern so sh- it's a modern show. So it's a little easier I think for us to kind of grasp what Larry David is doing week to week as opposed to this. Curb, I think, you know, and I think it's a great point, JC, but Curb, what it does is it takes these things that would make great stand-up bits, like their observations, and it puts them into his mouth. Like, I would say Faulty Towers, you're just watching a scenario play out. It it is a situation comedy. Yeah, literally. Whereas, like, Seinfeld and Curb contains... Implicit stand-up bits. Like, you could almost see someone getting on stage and saying, have you ever noticed when you go into a restaurant, they're secretly sorting people who's hot and who's not into different sections? And you could <laughs> yeah. see a comic kind of going off on that, and that becomes an episode. Whereas Faulty Towers, it's it's just a situation. It just yeah. is. Yeah. Every time this guy's going to get angry, you know, the the customer who makes him angry might be different, but it's it's you're going to witness the same thing every time. I, I personally just love the surprise of Curb Your Enthusiasm, like, the amount of comedy he's mined in just restaurants that I, you know, you were unaware that you had seen until he said it. And then yes. you say to yourself, of course. Yes. <laughs> yes. I agree. And, but, and, I and, but while we're talking about the differences between those shows, one striking similarity is the husband wife relationship yeah. where yeah. Cheryl on Curb is always fed up with Larry and she's always right. You know, like Larry's (laughs) kind of like getting pissed about stuff and Cheryl is shaking her head. And then ultimately, of course, Larry looks like an idiot and Cheryl is sort of proven right. So they are also mining that 
that husband and wife thing that Faulty Towers uh, 2 does so well. Um, but, but so, you know, the third act, again, uh, of the pilot, we're, we're ahead of it. We understand. And, and in fact, it's stated explicitly that, you know, one of the guys who seemed like a low class uh, sort of hotel guest is actually uh, an undercover cop there. Well, the filmed portions of this thing were not good. <laughs> I know. Well, the stuff that they film outside, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, was not good. <laughs> I wait, mean, wait, it didn't. Wait, it you... didn't contain any jokes. That, well, that was the thing. What do you mean? But it outside was shot like a child had shot it. I mean, right. It was I just love so it. bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, well, I, I think thought... you. Yeah. Go ahead, JC. I think I. Well, I felt like there was one joke on the outside at the very end when he's when Cleese is begging the people and the couple in the car not to leave yes. above him the sign faulty towers is like right above his head i don't know for some reason i kept finding that funny that it's like he's like losing it and and then there's his the title of his hotel was above his head i don't know right. it just felt like it that was basically foreshadowing the rest of the series. And uh, you're hundred percent right about that. It's like, this is what you can expect at faulty towers. <laughs> yes. It's like a, a six foot five and a half madman, <laughs> just like freaking out <laughs> yes. about any little thing that's happening. That yeah. day. See, when you say that, it sounds very funny. <laughs> yeah. See Goldie, I, I feel like, I think I, like I didn't dislike, I'm not going, it's terrible. It's stupid whatever. I just think my capacity to appreciate it, is lessened by the fact, like if I had seen it in the year 2002 pre-HD TV and the aspect ratio wasn't just so archaic, right. I would have yeah, thought that maybe was distracting it, it for seemed you. of the same lifetime as me. Right. Well, I would say now in, in talking to you about this for uh, a little while now, I, I, I kind of now want you to give a couple more episodes a chance. I, I know that's sort of unlikely in our no, day. I will. I, I mean, our day you know me, I'm just made kind of, of time these days. Yeah. <laughs> our day-to-day our day -day lives are so full of like bullshit that it's hard to carve out uh, time for a 50-year-old comedy series <laughs> that you kind of like. But I will say... I don't call family and work bullshit, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you have many times on this show. <laughs> Wait, you don't call work bullshit? I call bullshit on that. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm glad we all got to watch this show. Yeah, um, yeah thank I, you. I, I was very excited to, to watch it again, and now I, I will kind of continue on watching because this is a show that it's like the British office for me. And, and, and what you said about English comedy at the beginning, that it's dinged a little bit because it's just a little harder as you get older to understand like what they're saying. I get that. But for me, I, I that has the opposite effect on me. The minute people have English accents, I'm like more on board. Me too. Like it, everything seems a little smarter, like everything, the jokes seem a little funnier to me. Um, so I, I see the English thing as like a, a plus as opposed to a, a minus. And, and I think that if you can lock into it, I think you'll really enjoy uh, some of the episodes ahead. But I, I'd also be interested to hear from our, our friends. Um, did you watch this show? Did you enjoy this show? What were some of your favorite episodes? And maybe we can get Goldie and JC to, to check those out as we go forward and send us an email to uh, typical disgusting display at gmail.com. If you have any thoughts on that, and we loved uh, some of your emails last week about the toasts yeah. and Goldie's great speech. Yes. And again, as a reminder, we have Kevin Hench next week, which we're very excited for. 
And now let's get into a portion of the show we like to call Top 5. Top 5. Oh, yes. Goldie, this was you, correct? It was. So basically, it's your top five favorite websites. And the reason I did this is because I'm always looking for a new way to approach my internet consumption that isn't just, you, you know, some reflexive animal just clicking on the same things yep. over and over again and hoping for a different result um, oh, yeah. that yeah. makes this time more productive, more mentally healthy. So I thought I would just share my five favorite websites and see what yours Do are. Do it. Uh, my number five, I spend an enormous amount of time, is Reverb.com, which is basically <laughs> eBay for musical instruments. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm on there 50 times a day. Wow. <laughs> my number four is called The Gear Page, oh, which is basically wow. like Reddit, but for guitar gear, where yeah. hundreds of pages of people discussing the merits of like a germanium boost pedal and getting so angry. <laughs> Ah, yes so angry and they end in fights a lot of the time and moderators have to step in and say like may i remind you that we would like to stick to discussion of the pedal <laughs> totally you know? wait now are you there for the actual knowledge or are you there for the fights both okay. <laughs> it's like reality tv no i'm addicted to reading about like i'm a f okay at guitar i it, i will never do anything oh, yeah. with it professionally but yet i'm my interest in gear is as though like i'm jeff beck like it's like, well, this pedal isn't good enough for me, and it's like I, any pedal is good enough for you. Um, my number three favorite website is the New York Post. I, I got in the habit of reading it when, when I was in New York, and it it's the perfect mix of it will keep you actually informed in a slightly inaccurate way, but it will also give you enough of the salacious gossip and rumors. To hold your interest. Oh, that's yes. funny. Yes. Yep. Yep. So you get why Rupert Murdoch is a rich man when you read yes. it. Because <laughs> uh, people are terrible. Uh. Yeah. And the number two favorite website is uh, The New Yorker, which I feel like I learn more by reading that than anything else. Yeah, um, great article. And number one, I, I you know, it's hard to say. This is my favorite, which this kind of isn't, but... In terms of the last six months, the most interesting thing I've discovered is this Twitter handle called Historic Vids. And basically, oh, no. it's the, it's a person who just goes into, like, crazy history. It's all really interesting. It all takes two minutes every day. Wow, that's cool. And it's right. just, like, stories of twins who, you know, were separated at birth and then grew up to have wives and kids of the same name and the exact same <laughs> all this stuff. That's weird. Yeah. And, and part of me thinks it might be misinformation and all made up. <laughs> but like one of the things was about how the earth could have a giant hole in the middle like it could be a donut but um i don't know i i like it it's very interesting can i tell you something awesome. i like it all right good choices all right here here's mine uh number five i don't even know if this exists anymore i'm sure you can still look at it but i don't know that they're adding to it my number five is is espn's page two because oh, it used to have the Bill Simmons oh. stuff on there. And I just remember, you know, back in 2000, 1999, whenever a Bill Simmons long piece would come out, my day was so much better. Yeah. Spent so much time just pouring. He uh, is one of the best like internet writers that has ever existed. Wow. And his, his pieces, I always found 
absolutely fascinating. And his frame of reference is so similar to ours. He's like close to our age. So he's always talking about, you know, the Karate Kid and and Rocky oh, wow. and Back to the Future and all that kind of stuff. So I, I just I love reading. that. I got stuff. into his mailbag once and it might be one of my top five accomplishments. I remember that. <laughs> I remember I was so jealous of you. Oh, and I remember wow. trying for weeks afterwards to get in there to no avail. But that that is so awesome. Do you remember what it was about? Of course. What? what was so it? So it was about the show Friday Night Lights. Yeah. And it was how could Coach Taylor be such a bad coach in the first half with a full week of preparation <laughs> yeah. and then somehow in the second half be so good at adjustments <laughs> that he would always engineer a comeback and that shouldn't Dylan and East Dylan High maybe hire a separate coach <laughs> right. and give that coach control of the first half to third quarter every week and then only let Coach Taylor coach fourth quarter. <laughs> I think that's such a great wow, point. I love I that. Bring up, I bring up your point about that anytime somebody talks about Friday Night Lights because I think that is so funny and accurate. <laughs> uh, that so should be maybe be the next pilot we watch, by the way. I thought about that. I would love oh, to. Oh, love I just got, it. I, uh, I uh, just... I got goosebumps just thinking about it. I love that Great show. Great show. Um, All right. Number four for me is a site called Box Office Mojo. And uh, this is a a fun site. It's, you know, you can see the box office receipts for this week, for any week. You can look up any film and see how much it's made. And I will, full disclosure, admit that most of this comes from schadenfreude, where you, (laughs) you, you know somebody who's made a movie and you're just checking on it to make sure that it tanked. Oh and my so God. like that's that's kind of my the pleasure I get out of that. Number three, one that no longer exists anymore, but I, this could have easily been number one was Napster. I oh. thought Napster in the days when I had 10 songs coming in and you could watch the progress bars <laughs> like that was it was so great. And it was, you know, it, it reaffirms your own musical taste. And you're like, oh, I wonder if they have this song that only I remember. And of course they do. <laughs> It was so fun to to go nuts on that. I remember the first time I logged on there, and then you're like, I can have anything, anything in the world. And then I was like, She's a Beauty by the Tubes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great song. I thought you'd go Kokomo. <laughs> She's a Beauty by the Tubes is a great, How's that a great go? tune. How's that go? That's a She's dead. a beauty. She's one in a million, girl. Oh, She's a beauty. Why, why would I lie? That's awesome. But it, but it also has a, a, a totally kick-ass guitar intro. Yes. Like a, it's and, a, and a spicy video. Yes. Spicy. <laughs> spicy. Well said. All right. Number two. And this is a very small little site. That again, I don't think they're adding to anymore, but is so worth like kind of an hour of your afternoon to go check it out. There's a a, a site called the Walk of Life Project. Oh, um, I, I don't know if anyone yeah. remembers this. It was <laughs> somebody. It's just such a funny idea. Somebody was taking the end, the very ends of of like dramatic, famous movies, and. As the end was happening, they would just insert the Dire Straits song "Walk of Life," oh, and then, and like it just made all these dramatic movies seem so silly and ridiculous. You know, it'd be That's the funny. end of Easy Rider. 
Right. Like where they're <laughs> both getting blown off their motorcycles and it's like, it's so fun. And you can literally choose from, you know, over a hundred movies that they have on there. So that that's a fun one to, to waste an afternoon. And number one, I got to go chalk here and go YouTube. Um, yeah. YouTube, YouTube is a site that I just, I continue to enjoy, spend so much time on. And just the idea that sort of 98% of everything you've ever seen or known is going to be there. Yeah. Um, like this crazy. pilot we just and watched. You can think of uh, an obscure commercial that you used to watch when you were a kid. You know, even a even a show like like Faulty Towers. Yeah, I mean, that's where that's, I where, it, yeah. that's where we went to watch it. So, uh, good job, YouTube. You really <laughs> need my support, but you've got it. You got it. You got it. Uh, great list. I. It's my turn. I went sort of practical mm-hmm. into what I other things I delve into. Yeah. So number five, I actually use this more than I thought I would. It's a website called This to That, hmm. where oh. If you, if you ever are curious, if you need to repair something um, using a type of glue, it's, oh. it tells you what type of glue adheres to what type of substances. So if you have like glass that you need to glue to uh, a piece of wood, it'll tell you exactly what to use. And, and weirdly, I've used this more than I'd like to have wow. needed it. Another one is called What the Font. So have you ever been curious about what that font is? If you want to make a poster or if you want to make a logo or if is anything, you can take this app or this, you can, oh, I guess it's an app. No, it's a website. Um, it's yeah. And it'll tell you what the font is and you can either buy it or whatever. Um, what the font. What the font. Font Zam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yes. Um, music dash map. Dot com. I feel like you guys might like this one. You search, you type in an artist or a band, and then it generates a map of all the similar artists and bands to mm-hmm. that one. So if you like That's a specific cool. type, it'll it'll map it out for you, and you can discover nice. um, other bands. Um, number two, Wikipedia. Use it every day. Oh, <laughs> Dickopedia. Dickopedia. Now Dickopedia. <laughs> I would still use it. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and yeah. And the number one is Reddit. I just, I, what I do you love do it. on Reddit. Oh my God. Every day. Uh, what was the last thing I looked up was, I mean, you could look up guitar pedals. No, I do. No, I do occasionally use it. I just find it like a slightly worse, less specialized version of stu- other stuff I like. You know, oh. like if I want to read about guitar pedals, I go to a guitar pedal site and I'm wondering. I know Reddit has like a sub of that, but it Tons never seems of- quite as good as the site. That's just me. Right. It wouldn't be as good as like a specific like gear page, right? But right. it generally will, it could point you to other gear pages. Yeah. Okay. I'm just never like quite that. sure what I'm supposed to be doing when I'm on I there. agree oh. with that. Reddit it's like a, being like, on a squash court. You're like, I, I don't know. <laughs> right. Squash <laughs> court. And, the, and the, this, wait, this ball doesn't bounce? What nah, the, the racket's weird. And, <laughs> I don't know. There's probably yeah. a subreddit for squash. <laughs> right, you know, well, so. We may have to get more into that. All right. Those are, those. it was a good uh, category. Fun yeah. to talk about. Uh, yes. Fun lists. And JC, what do we have next week? Okay. Next week, your top five things you wish you were brave enough to do oh good one <laughs> we can't limit it to five how about top 500 I know. <laughs> I know. 
it could be different next week too. You know, that, it's like that's good. That's a good creative, creative list. Okay. Thanks. Okay, we'll be doing that next week. And now let's end the show as we do every week on a high note. <laughs> Thank you, Tom and Max. By the way, a, a little, and, and we can cut this out if if nobody agrees. Is is anyone a little sick of high notes? <laughs> I, well, it's like you just want to be done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like we, we can do? smell the barn and we still have this thing to go. And it's well, just sort of like my kid again. Well, what do you want? To, <laughs> is there a way to not to get out of it? No, <laughs> just I don't think so. I could just say, hey, do we have to do high notes this week? And I could just say, no. <laughs> Ooh, we could vote. <laughs> we could vote. All right. Well, actually, we'd be interested to hear what you feel, listeners. Do you enjoy the high notes? Uh, because they're they're becoming Thank sort you. of the new Johnny jokes. I've, oh my I've god! Kind of, I've kind of felt like struggling with these, but I, I feel I, like I you try s- to go too big. Yeah. You, yeah. You're, my, always, my you're always trying to have week? some huge victory, and it it can just be like, hey, man, I had a good you know chicken Shit. piccata last night. That's true. Oh, well, you think I'm trying to go too big? My high note is the world. No, oh, I'm my kidding. gosh. Um, my, my high note this week, um, and I'll go small, is uh, the Family Guy writing staff. We've oh, now been back so for three weeks and uh, after this long strike, and it's like nobody missed a day. You know, everybody is operating uh, at a high level again, and the stories that are coming through have been very fun and people again we've had steve callahan on this show and he's just he's so helpful when it comes to this stage of the show which is like coming up with stories turning a one sentence idea into an actual workable story so we and we now have several people on staff who are very good at that and goldie it was great being in a room with you again and you know reminding myself for the one millionth time of the incredible value you bring to this process. But the whole awesome. staff has just been really great. Everybody's jumped right back in. So That's great lovely. job, Family Guy writers. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I'll go. Cool. Um, I got to say, talking to your brain, working again for me, where I'd been going through this insomnia. I hadn't been sleeping. Yeah. And then I just start saying, hey, brain, it seems like you're scared to go to sleep. Oh. Uh, there's nothing in our subconscious we need to be afraid of. You can just let it go through. We're going to be safe as we sleep. No one's going to attack us, so we can go to sleep. And then all of a sudden, I'm getting like six solid hours now and having kind of wacky dreams. Wow. <laughs> so it's it's I'm able to get to sleep, and it's kind of interesting that and cool to have the power to be able to do that as opposed to like, I'm just going to take a barbiturate and fucking clobber myself. Yeah. 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 Any, well, any wacky, incredible. any wacky dreams you want to highlight? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> JC, Moving what on. do you got? <laughs> um, my high note is a few days ago, Stu took me out to sushi, uh, like a omakase sushi meal. Oh, sushi. And they did not have a single, they had one single vegan option, which was like a bowl of edamame. He took this purely as a treat to me because I, that used to be our thing would be to go to sushi and I haven't really, we haven't had a sushi date. So he took me on a sushi date and he didn't have anything to eat. He just wanted to make me happy. It was really amazing. And it was- Did it work? 
Yeah, it was okay. like, a, and it kept such... the budget down, <laughs> right? Right, not. <laughs> but yeah, it was incredible, and it was really special. So uh, I really appreciated it. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. All right. Well, another fun show this week. Guestless, guestless, and yes. again next week we have Kevin Hench. We're excited to talk to him. Uh, I want to thank you all for listening. I want to thank you two for always being awesome. And we will talk to you again next week. Never. (laughs) Never. 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 That was fun. And it stops right now. Can I tell you something? I like it.